This is Andy Lewis, and you're listening to The Norse Mentality. What's up, everyone? I hope you're having a glorious day. Today, we're going to knock out another Q&A episode. We keep getting a lot of really great questions, and we're getting a lot of awesome feedback from people saying that these episodes are helping them. So we're going to keep knocking them out. And with me today is my buddy, Cody. He's going to help me with the questions. That way, you guys have two perspectives on a topic. And one's always two is always better than one. Already fucked this episode <laughs> up, didn't I? <laughs> Anyways, what's this first question today, Cody? Uh, before we get into it, I think we should probably talk about what we talked about last time, too. Andy and I have barely looked over these questions, and that's because we want to keep it on a more personal yeah, level. Yeah, we don't plan these out at all. And we also don't know who asked the questions. All the questions are 100% anonymous, and I pretty much choose them. I print them out, I give them to Cody, and then we read them. So there's zero planning in advance. It's just us kind of giving our honest, truthful responses to them. I think that brings the audience into the room with us too. Yeah. Or, or at least yeah, they're the fly to. on the wall. Yeah. And that's the whole point. That's what, that's what I want to do with this is I want people to feel as if they're sitting here listening to us and are involved in the conversation. Exactly. And I think we're accomplishing that so Let's far. Let's do it. What's this first one? First question we got. What methods or strategies do you use to control emotion, anger especially, or at least to control your reaction to them? I've learned the hard way that suppressing, ignoring them does not work. We are both gingers, which means that we are both angry little fuckers, or at That's least it. we used to be. We're both pretty calm now, but when I was growing up, I was extremely angry, always wanted to fight, always breaking shit. I used to have one of those little flip phones, the Motorola ones. I went through one of those a month. I don't know how I had the money to keep replacing this damn phone, but yeah, I had one of those little flip phones and I would, it was just my natural response to break this damn thing <laughs> at least once a month, usually over some chick or something like that, but, or punch holes in the walls, windows, you know, everything imaginable. And anger is a, anger is useless to most degrees. I think, you know, there's a common conception that you can use anger to your advantage to a certain degree, I guess, very little, but I think for the most part, anger is wasted energy and it also clouds your judgment and it doesn't allow you to act properly. I think anger is one of those emotions that is probably one of the most draining. Oh yeah, for sure, man. If, yeah. If you're in a situation where you're consistently angry, your energy levels are going to be in the dumps. Yeah. Just because you're wasting so much being angry. And it takes days to recover from that kind of shit. You don't realize it, but yeah, I mean, your emotions and whatever state you're in can affect you for days. Especially, Even whenever you think the situation is solved, you're still trying to recover from that. You know, they say that there's different energy levels and joy and happiness is at the top, of course. And I think everyone can relate to that. When you feel happy and you're just in a very positive state of mind, you have the most energy. And then when you're depressed and angry and everything else, you're lower. It speaks for itself. And anger is, is one of those things when you go through these emotions and your adrenal glands start dumping adrenaline into your body. And your cortisol shoots through the, the roof. The response to that is once you... And it once, makes it worse. Once it settles down, you're going to feel like absolute shit. Oh, yeah, shit. you crash, man. You crash. And that's what's kind of fucked up about our body is it feeds it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we're mad? Let's get more mad. Let's re <laughs> let's release some chemicals that make you more pissed off. Let's see how high we can get this blood pressure. Right, exactly. But that's where having control over your mind comes into play. So, like, your body is honestly working against you when you're upset and all this other stuff. So that's why the only tool that you really have is your mind and why you need to be making daily efforts 
to get control of it. And you do that through meditation, journaling, working out even, you know, what there's a bunch of different outlets that you can use in order to do that. And I think the most effective one is to focus on mindfulness and being present, being present as far as like being here in this moment right now, not thinking about this bullshit that happened yesterday or not thinking about what could happen tomorrow. But if you can actually shut that brain off and be present, then you're solid. And I think that's probably the best tool that you can use in order to get control of your emotions because you become the observer of the emotion and not necessarily the actor of it. That, and you, you need to understand whatever's triggering you, why is it triggering to you? To figure out your triggers, for sure. And we all have different triggers and they were, they're part of our environment growing up and everything else. There's shit that we saw our parents do that carried over to us. We saw our parents get mad about this one little thing. And then as we grow up, we got mad about the same little shit and people don't realize that that shit's passed on and they don't make an effort to break it. They just continue doing it. Well, this, this upsets me. This is who I am. You can change that motherfucker. Yeah. Fuck that. You, you can change that. You can change your story. You can change your path and you can change the shit that triggers you. It's going to take some effort, but you know, whenever you would identify these triggers and then when you can have enough, that's where being present comes back into play. When you have mindfulness and you're present and you see these triggers become activated, I guess, then you're like, okay, this happened. Let me breathe. Let me make sure I do not react on this because I'm probably going to act like a dipshit and I'm not going to handle this situation the best that I could. But you take a step back from it. As soon as you feel that, that you know, that trigger is activated, you take a step back. You breathe, you reevaluate the situation. And that can very well mean going on a walk. That can mean just, hey, this conversation is important, say if it's with your spouse or friend or whoever, this conversation is important, but I need to clear my head. That way I don't overreact. So I'm going to walk away. And if the other person is not okay with that, they're just going to have to deal with it because at the end of the day, you need to make sure that you have full control over yourself. You're not worried about them at this point. You need to make sure that you are under control. That way you do not mess up. You are always, always a hundred percent in control of your reaction to whatever situation yeah. is present. Your thoughts um, trigger your emotions. You you're not gonna walk around and and you know not be triggered. Something's gonna get to you. Oh yeah. But you are in full control of how you react to whatever it is that yeah. that is triggering you. Oh yeah. And uh, the more calmly and you know maturely you react to those situations, you'll you'll begin to understand that. A lot of these things, one, are insignificant. They don't fucking and matter. They two, do not matter. I mean, it's approaching it in a calm manner is probably 90% of the time it's going to turn out better. Your number one priority should be to remain calm at all times. Yeah. If you can. Now, you're not going to be able to. I'm sure there are monks that still get pissed off at things. I don't know any monks personally, but I assume that like they're human, so they're going to mess up. They're going to slip every once in a while. They're going to let their emotions get the best of them because that's just what happens. But I like how you said the thing that you're focused on and the thing that you're upset about is not that important. We take shit way too seriously. Everything that we do, we blow way out of proportion. Seriously and personally. Yeah, none of it matters. In all reality, none of it really matters. The shit that you're doing that you think is so important at this moment will not matter five years from now probably. Now, it could be moving you in a certain direction, and that's the kind of shit that matters. Your actions today will dictate tomorrow for you. So if you got your shit together today, you got everything dialed in, you're getting after it, that will result in success in the future. But the shit that we think is important, even when it comes to money and all this other shit, it's not. 
it's important to us because we manufactured that in our head. But in all reality, it's not important. Yeah, you're, you're making it important. Yeah. But if you get upset, you're not going to handle it correctly. It's like, so we'll use a flat tire as an example. You get a flat tire. No one likes getting a flat tire. It's huge, very inconvenient. Huge inconvenience. Huge inconvenience. <laughs> but that's exactly it. It's just an inconvenience. It can be resolved. And if it can be resolved, then don't get upset about it. And in all reality, everything can be resolved. And the shit that can't, it's just, it is what it is. You move on from it. And right now, that can be resolved in two hours. Yeah. If, if you have dude. a spare 30 minutes, maybe, tops. Yeah, and hopefully you know how to change a spare. Right. Most people don't anymore. Learn how to change a fucking spare tire. Yeah, change your damn tires. <laughs> <laughs> so let's recap this real quick. All right, so be present. Have mindfulness. You can do that with different techniques. But the easiest one is just focus on your breathing as much as possible. When you're driving, get off your damn phone, turn off the stereo, and just focus on your breathing. When you're working out, that is the time to be present is when you're working out. Focus on your body. Focus on those muscles that you're contracting. These are all ways that you can allow you to be more present. And when you're present, you have control over your mind or you have more control over your mind, and it just gets easier and easier over time. The next thing is don't take everything so damn seriously. Just stop. It's not a big deal. And what else am I missing? Understand your triggers. Understand your damn triggers. Understand that you are in full control of your reaction to every situation. Make a journal of it. I just thought about this. But like journal down when you get triggered. Make a note in your phone even. When something bothers you, pull out your phone and just make a note. I was triggered by this. That right there is going to reinforce it into your head. And you're going to be more aware of it next time that it happens. It's a good idea. Not pat bad, myself dude. on the back that for that one. Pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. What's this next question? Next question. I've attempted to plan out my days for a couple of months. I ended up getting frustrated when something would happen and I couldn't stick to my schedule. Eventually, I started getting pissed off when I couldn't stick to my schedule and I had to stop. Did you have to deal with this issue when you started writing out your days? And if yes, how did you get past it? Speaking of triggers, this is a trigger right here. It is. And this is something that I've actually had to deal with here recently. I plan out my days the night before. If anyone's listened to this podcast before, they're aware of that because I harp on it so much. Planning and scheduling your days is so important for productivity. And if you want to get anything done and you want to stay on top of your shit, you need to plan out your days. But I've gotten so obsessed with it that when one little thing throws me off track, I get mad. And this happened last week over something, once again, small. And I realized that I was just, it was ruining my mood. I was so infuriated that someone had the nerve to inconvenience my schedule. How dare you? <laughs> you motherfucker. How dare you go you fucking son of a bitch. 45 and a 55. I got places to be. <laughs> but, it, you know, or even if someone calls me, man, that's the point that I was getting to. If someone called me, I'm like, I'm busy right now. How dare you call me? <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. But I, yeah. once again, I had enough self-awareness. I realized that. And I was like, hey, man, these things are going to happen. It's not that big of a deal. If you don't get everything done today, you still got tomorrow. Now, something that has really helped me dial this aspect in is creating a power list. It's something that Andy Frisella talks about. Me and Jacob use it every single day of our life. And I schedule out from the time I wake up till I go to bed. And usually there's a lot of shit on that list. But then I have another list with the top five things that I need to get done. And as long as I get done, as long as I finish those five things, I'm solid. Yeah. You know, I won the day. And like I said, Andy Frisella came up with that i think i don't know but either way it's very very useful and that kind of helps you shift that where you're not getting overwhelmed and you're not feeling like a failure if you don't get everything done it's like well i knocked out my top five it's cool 
whatever else is left on this list, I can add that to the list tomorrow. You know, so that has really helped me just not allow these inconveniences to trigger me and to just keep moving forward and not beat myself up. Once again, I like how these two questions played hand in oh, hand together good. without even realizing it. Wonderful. But the shit that you think that you need to get done today, it can probably wait. So don't get worked up about it and don't let it trigger you. It's flexibility. Yeah, flexibility too. And being able to adjust, being able to pivot. I think that's very important. You know, I've had, I've had to learn how to do that with business a lot and even being a dad, especially being a oh, dad. I've always got to pivot, man. I've always got to be on my, I've always got to be able to move stuff around. But I think that's a superpower almost is being able to adjust quickly. Okay, this went wrong. Cool. What can we do now? You know, maybe look at it like that. Use it as a challenge to improve yourself where you don't allow these inconveniences to ruin your day. You quickly adjust and figure out the best route moving forward from there. I can attribute this question to my job. Yeah. As a nurse, like you, you're going to plan out your days. And I have always have a strict game plan, but the flexibility has to be there and your reaction to whatever out of line, off schedule stuff, how you react to that can definitely affect the rest of your day too. If you're not able to sit there and think on your feet, and understand that this needs to go in a different direction while staying on my schedule, then it's gonna, you're gonna fold. If I had to give any advice to this person, it would, it would be, you know, like you said, write down your top five things that you need to get done and maybe just stop there and get that down for maybe a month. Yeah. And then start maybe adding a little bit more like that to advice. it. Start off a little bit smaller. You don't have to come out of the gate guns blazing. And understand that very rarely is shit ever going to go according to your no, plan. No, there's only a couple times, actually, where I've been <laughs> able to knock out my entire daily list. Now, my top five, that usually gets done every day. But as far as, like, what I do from the time I wake up till I go to bed, that's a different story. You know, there's some things that just doesn't get done. But without that list, I would be a lot less productive. Yes. You know, just because I don't finish everything on the list, I know for a fact I'm getting a lot more done than if I wasn't following that list, if I didn't have it all planned out. It helps create a more linear pattern too. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if I have to get X, Y, and Z done, maybe I can start with the closest thing to my house if I'm running errands and then maybe then go to the gym. You know, you're creating a linear path. And also to, prioritize stuff based off your energy levels. So I know for a fact that from 9 o'clock to 12 o'clock, that's when I'm at my highest states mentally, you know, and then around 1 or 2, I usually dip. And then from that point forward, I'm almost useless. I still get shit done, but it's not the, the important stuff. So when I plan out my days, I do it exactly like that. From nine o'clock till noon, I'm knocking out the important stuff. And I prioritize that based off what is the most important. I'll knock that out, then move on to the next one. And then as that list continues, it's the least important stuff. Because I know that at some point around noon, I'm pretty much done for the day. I'm fatigued. Now, that's when I just do small ends shit. Yeah. You know, if it's maybe like cleaning something up or I don't know, making some phone, some phone calls or emails or something of the sort. That shit's planned later, and I knock out the most important stuff first thing. Something less mentally taxing, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, and I think that's the most important aspect is just prioritizing stuff mentally draining or not. So the stuff that's going to take a lot of mental effort, put that beginning in the beginning of the day, unless you're like a night owl or something, you're just more productive at night. Depends on the individual. Find out what works best for you. But definitely prioritize your stuff based off your energy levels throughout the day. And at this point, you should know what they are. And if you don't, then just keep a time journal. You know, yeah. you can write that shit down as well. And with me making the list, it's created more free time. 
You oh know, yeah. You make a list and knowing that you have to get this shit done. And when you get it done, say you have a really productive day, you wake up and you feel great. Right. And you knock out that entire list, some shit you had to do around the house. Yeah. Some people you had to talk to, get some plans down and shit and Makes maybe you feel good, fix man. your schedule. It does make you feel good, but it also when you're in that mindset to get shit done and you get it done instead of putting it off until tomorrow, you're going to find a lot more free time on your schedule because you just chose to go ahead and get it done. Oh, yeah. Like I said, usually from 9 to 12, that's when I, I call it deep work. That's when I'm doing deep work. If I got nothing else done from that point forward, the day would probably be a success because I got all my most important shit done and I'm good. I don't have to worry about anything else for the day. But, yeah, I mean... Don't get held up with this kind of shit if you're not able to stick to your schedule. Just that's everybody, everyone on this planet, most likely. Shit's going to happen. Shit's going to happen. Exactly. Shit's going to happen. Adjust. Learn how to pivot. Figure out your triggers. Realize that this is a trigger and that it's not going to, like, just don't let it affect you. Try to be as productive as possible because the more productive that you are today, that's going to carry over to tomorrow. And if you can build that habit, over time, this is going to get easier for you. I used to be lucky if I could get two things done in a day. And now I knock it out of the fucking park almost every right, day. Yeah, you fucking crush but it. But I had to kill, I, I had to do that over time. You know, it's like built, it's a muscle. I had to build it over time. It just didn't happen overnight. Once again, I hired mentors. I read books about this shit because I was so bad at it. Anyone that knows me knows that I have ADD really bad. Like, but that's where the planner comes into play. And, you know, if I can organize my day and make it successful, then I think anybody can. And this is just something that you need to stick to. And no matter how frustrated that you get, just keep doing it. And I promise you, you're going to get better at it. I think once you learn that versatility and once you understand that it's very rarely going to, things are very rarely going to work out exactly how you plan them. That no, and it's you're okay not going to. Yeah. And stop getting pissed off at yourself for shit you can't control. You need you know? to be like water. Just flow. Just go with, go it, with man. it, man. Just go with it. Once you can just let go of shit including thoughts and emotions and stuff like that, when you can just let go and realize it for what it is and just keep moving forward and flowing with life, everything is going to get so much easier for you. Stop taking shit so seriously. I think that's going to be what this episode is called. Stop taking shit so seriously because so far it applies to both these questions. I would try like maybe mapping out on different levels too. Like schedule out your month, schedule out your week, schedule out your day. That's what I do. You know, yeah, for sure. So get a get a game plan for maybe the entire month, and and you're gonna understand that if something does happen this day and you can't get it done, then you have tomorrow, man. Every and Sunday if it doesn't happen then. Every Sunday I sit down and I plan out the week, and then the beginning of the month I plan out the objectives that I need to hit that month for the business, and then every Sunday I reevaluate, I figure out where I'm at. And then I plan out those objectives for the week as well. And of course, I'll add to it with smaller things throughout the week. Right. But yeah, every Sunday, no matter what, I'm planning out my week. At least I'm figuring out what are the main objectives I need to hit this week in order for it to be a success. And as long, once again, as long as I hit those objectives, then I'm good. Now, if I don't hit them, which isn't always, it's all right. They carry over to the next week and I'm still just moving forward. And I think that's the most important thing. Just keep moving forward. Don't get held up on this shit. When you get held up on it, you're stopping. Don't stop. Just keep going. A big motivator for me to when I do plan out shit is why do I need to get this done? Oh yeah, you for know? sure. Yeah, if I, like I that. need if I need to get this shit done today, how's that going to set me up for maybe later in the week when well, I have some time off? It's human nature to procrastinate. Yeah. And it's like deadlines. I didn't go to college, well I did go to college, but I was I did not do good in college. 
But they use that example a lot where if you're in college and you have a paper due the next day, you knock that paper out that night. You know, it's very common for people to do that. Instead of just knocking it out two weeks ahead like they could have, they wasted their fucking time. You know, you, I'm sure you did this. I think everyone that went to college did this. I just didn't do anything in college. But, you know, that's that's just what we do as human. It's, it's humans. We procrastinate. And then whenever we need to do something, we figure out how to do it. Now you just need to learn how to not procrastinate as much, including myself, and just do shit when it needs to get done. And they, I think there's this thing called like a five-minute rule, and I try to apply this to my life as well. If I can do this, if I think of something that I need to do and I can do it within five minutes, then I need to do it right now. Right then. Get just, it done. Just get it done because it means it's not important. And if it is important, write it down. Make a note in your phone. Whatever you need to do, if it is important, make sure you write it down because it could go away, and then you're going to think about it six months later and be like, God damn it, I did not do that. I'm the worst about that shit i have to write down to call people and to text people back i had to write down today to text you back actually <laughs> like yeah like i literally have to write down everything or else it just doesn't get done like you said i've dude i procrastinated so much that i'd thrive in fucking procrastination yeah <laughs> now i've i've fixed it but dude i like even studying for exams i would just cram and i would fucking ace it right and that led me down a path of you know well, I think we started Shitty to think behavior, that's okay. But, well, I say it's yeah. behavior patterns. When you when you get in the habit of doing stuff like that, it becomes a habit and it becomes a behavior pattern. And you just start to apply that to every aspect of your life, including work, school, whatever it may be. You start procrastinating with everything and that becomes who you are. Don't be that person. Like I said, we've all been there. I've had to make a conscious effort throughout the years to stop doing it. And I'm not perfect. I still do it all the damn time. Main thing I don't do is check my damn mailbox. I'm saying that because I checked it yesterday and the, the bitch was slam packed. It's because I look at it, I'm like, I don't feel like checking that today. I don't know why. It's just, but it's a behavior pattern. At one point in my life, I stopped checking the damn mail, and now I just don't do it. But it, it's became a habit over the years. I do you the know same what I mean? shit. Yeah. So, well, it's silly. But anyways, we both identified it. So we need to start checking the damn mail. Moving stop, on. If you would stop sending me fucking coupons and shit. I think shit that's what it is, too. I just know that there's nothing. I know there's nothing down. in there that I need, no. so I just fucking leave it in the mailbox. Piece of shit. <laughs> fucking. Anyways, next question. Last question. How do you fix your relationship with food and keep impulsive eating under control? This is a good one. I'm surprised it hasn't it's been asked yet. One. Understand that food is nothing more than fuel for your body. That's it, man. So you need to change your perspective on food. You know, you're, I had to do this, and I think that everyone needs to do it. Stop looking at food as, as strictly pleasure, especially if you're doing anything physical. If you're lifting, if you're going on strenuous runs, if you're doing, I mean, anything physical and, and you're still looking at food as pleasure, you're going to get yourself into some trouble. Whenever people start working out, I think that's when they realize, when they get serious about working out, this hit me a couple years ago, you start evaluating food differently you know whenever you're eating the same i think it's anyone that did the whole chicken and rice thing when you have to start cramming chicken and rice for every meal for months at a time because you you know we're taught that's what we need to do and we want to reach that fitness goal you start realizing real quick it's like i just eat to survive but yeah that's the natural resource for food like that's all food is is a resource for energy and for survival over the years, because of convenience and everything else, we've switched that perspective. But at, at the end of the day, like we need to go back to our more, like I say with everything, the more primitive roots, what our ancestors did. Our ancestors used food to survive. And that's how you need to look at it as well. 
once you understand that it's food is nothing but fuel and you get into that mindset and you start eating very clean and then you don't you feel like shit you feel like shit absolute shit mentally physically everything but over time as well you stop craving this shit like we've all been there where we enjoy shitty foods pizza taco bell whatever it may be but the longer you go without it the more that you no longer associate it with pleasure you you lose that attachment to it and you your whole perspective and idea of food starts to change so this is something that, you know, I'm guessing this person is, they, they still haven't mastered it yet. And it's because they haven't been able to stick to it long enough. So what I would recommend doing is following a strict meal plan for at least 30 days. It's going to kick your fucking ass. Oh yeah. This is going to take a whole other level of mental. And I mean, I've talked about before, if you want to build discipline, follow a meal plan. There is nothing more that requires discipline than that. But this will also fix your impulse for shitty food. It will. And if, and if you're doing something physical, like, I mean, I'll just throw this out. Like, I lift. Yeah. If I'm lifting and I know why I need to eat this food because I know it's going to, you know, give me a better pump. I know it's going to help me recover better versus some bullshit fat grease yeah. meal I'm going to eat the clean food, you know? And that's what I mean whenever people start lifting and they start really watching what they eat and stuff like that. Their whole idea starts to change is because they become obsessed with their goals and they, they want to accomplish these goals. And very quickly, you realize that food is the main thing standing in your way. If you eat shitty foods, you're going to feel like shit. You're not going to perform your best in the gym. You're going to get fat. You're going to – there's all these factors in play. And as soon as you get your food dialed in and your nutrition, these goals that you want, they start coming face-to-face. -face. You know, they start coming to light. And that's your driving force right there. That's your motivation to keep moving forward and to not and to avoid these impulses is working out and it's accomplishing that goal, that having that why. Why do I need to eat healthy? Because I want to lose 20 pounds. Why do I want to lose 20 pounds? Well, I want to lose 20 pounds because I've, I want to look good. I want to fit in these pants, you know, whatever it may be. I want to go to the beach and not feel like a fucking piece of shit. I want to have confidence, you know, depending on who you are. I think I just went male and female there. But either way, having your reason why and then nailing that down as much as possible. Don't just come up with one because you can continue on. Why do I need to eat healthy? Because I want to lose weight. Why do I want to lose weight? Because of this. Why do I want to do that? Because of this. And you're going to get down to like a core belief there. And that's your driving force to stay away from this shit. Yeah, that was very well put. The impulses will go. They will For go sure. away. I promise you. And and uh, with impulses, I I know I have them too. Everybody has cravings and with different impulses. things. Yeah, and and it's it's very like weak dependent with me. But schedule out cheat meals too. Yeah, you can like you have can a, eat. have one cheat meal a week, and then when you cheat, like get everything out of the way. Yeah, a couple months ago, whenever I was like, all right, I gotta get my shit dialed in. Me and you went and we got pizza. <laughs> you know, and we ate that huge pizza. And it's because I knew it was like, I'm going to have my shit down in for the foreseeable future. So I'm going to go ahead and get this out of my system now. Yeah. It's okay to do that. You should do that. Because if you're, I mean, there are people that just go 365 and it's very admirable. But unless you plan on competing or something like that in bodybuilding, it's not necessary. You know, divide it up. Now, let's go back to cheat meals real quick. There's this conception 
and the fitness world that you can eat a cheat meal every week. I think that's bullshit. I think that completely knocks you off track. I think a cheat meal when you need it, say mentally, sometimes physically, you know, if you're doing a weight cut or something like that, carb cycling, yeah. but that's a whole other topic to discuss. But, you know, if you just really need that cheat meal because of a mental thing, then yeah, you can do it. But every week, that's bullshit. That is because bodybuilders and prep, they're doing carb cycling and everything else, and they can get away with it because they have a nutrition coach that's telling them what to do. And over the years, because probably because of bodybuilding magazines and shit like that throughout the 90s and early 2000s, it made you think, or it, be, it made society think that, oh, we can diet and have a cheat meal every week. And then that one cheat meal turned into a cheat day. You know what I mean? It, it's bullshit. Go ahead and get that out of your head right now. If you're following a strict meal plan, which you should the majority of the time, do not eat a cheat meal every week. Don't justify to yourself. It's bullshit. I normally schedule mine out when I can tell that I'm physically, you know, not performing at my best in yeah. the gym, you know, where I've kind of been in that deficit for a minute and I'm like, yeah, you, you need this. You need something, right. you know, kind of refuel your system. system. Yeah. You can get it, get it going. Mentally again. and physically. And there are benefits to it. There's a ton oh, of benefits yeah. to it. So, you know, we're not saying follow a strict meal plan all the time. We're not saying avoid all cheat meals. Schedule them when you need them. But if you're trying to break this habit of relying on shitty foods and stuff like that as a coping mechanism, you need to go 30, 60, 90 days with a very strict meal plan to get that out of your system and to kind of rewire your brain and to change your, once again, behavioral habits. You're probably going to have to start out a little less strict to stick to it. Yeah. Especially if your relationship with food, it, it seems like that your relationship with food is not that great. For okay, so question. let's do two weeks. Yeah. So maybe like have that meal plan and then maybe if you need something, it's okay. Yeah. Have a, have a rice. Well, I still think you should something. set a deadline. Yeah. So two weeks strict. After two weeks, have a cheat meal. Then go another two weeks. Then once that becomes easy, go three weeks. You can move up from there. But I feel like if we tell people, well, if you want it, it's okay to get it, like a Rice Krispie treat or something, then they're going to be justifying it to themselves every damn day. Right, yeah, you can't be doing that. But Yeah, so like try two weeks. If you can do two weeks, then have a cheat meal, something of the sort, whatever, and then go another two weeks, and then try to make it up to three weeks, and just work your way up from there. You don't have to go 30, 60, 90 days. I'm glad you brought that up because that is an overkill for most people. But definitely like, don't just tell yourself, hey, well, yeah, I can eat this because I worked out today. That's another yeah, thing that we see. No. I worked out today so I can eat this whole pizza <clears throat> on top of all my other meals for the day, and I just got in 7,000 calories. <laughs> you know, we can always convince ourselves to do things that we shouldn't do. Well, I deserve this. I deserve <laughs> this. I worked out. No, you just need to be fucking working out. It's yeah. not like a badge of honor or no. anything. It doesn't allow you to be destructive. You just need to be working out. Yeah, it's, you know, for the most part, food is not a reward. No, and I think that's the idea is just changing your whole idea of food. And I think we tackled it right in the beginning is start looking at food as fuel and not as pleasure. Once you start rewiring your brain to think like that, you know, it's easier. Yeah. Eating chicken and rice every meal gets fucking redundant, man. And, and, and you it don't gets have to do tough. that. And you don't have to do that, guys. Like I eat for my post-workout meal, I eat a healthy cereal, just nature's oats or something like that. But either way, like, is made from flaxseed and a bunch of other stuff, but it's enjoyable. You know, you don't have to eat chicken and rice all the time. You know, download the RP app, which if anyone wants to follow a strict meal plan, I recommend downloading the RP app. It's on Android and I 
what is it? Apple. Apple store. I don't fucking know. Whatever. I'm 30. Your I'm old. fucking okay? app store. I, I don't, go I don't to your know app technology store. anymore. But yeah, download the RP app. It's very easy to follow. You put in your goals. And then from there, it just pretty much tells you what macros you need to hit. Then you can choose your foods. And it'll tell you how much of that food that you need to eat. You know, like just today. So this morning, I had what I call Norse Oats. I'm going to go ahead and tell everyone about Norse Oats real quick. Let's hear it. I'm going to do a video about it as well. Norse but anyways, oats. they're overnight oats, but I put skier in it, which is Icelandic yogurt. So I'll do a cup of oatmeal a cup of fair life and then I'll put six ounces of skier in there and I let it sit overnight and I'll put some blueberries and bananas in there in the morning. That's what I have for breakfast. And then for lunch today, I'll have some beef and sweet potato. Then after my workout, I'm going to have some cereal and then tonight I'm going to have pasta. I eat pasta every damn night. And you can, if you do and it, you right can, right. if you do it right. Yeah. I mean, so the easiest thing for you to do is download the RP app. It's like $12 a month. You get a free week trial, I think, or some shit like that. Put in what your goals are. Put in all your information. It's going to tell you what your macros are. Start tracking your stuff. Start weighing everything out and just start following a damn meal plan. Everyone that's listening to this, you need to follow a meal plan. doesn't matter what your goals are. I don't care if you just want to get, if you're a powerlifter and you just want to get fat and strong, you could still like dial your shit in and get better results because of it. Yeah. To wrap that question up, I think fixing your relationship with food is going to take rewiring how you look at food. Yeah. Look at it as a fuel source. Look at it from a perspective that if I eat healthy, I eat clean, I'm going to feel better and perform better versus if I eat like shit, I'm going to feel like shit. And that's how you fix it. Yeah. That's, that's the best way to end this episode. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of The Norse Mentality. If you want to submit a question for the podcast, you can go to norsequestions.com. I think that's the website. If it's not the website, just message us and I'll send you the actual <laughs> link. But anyways, The Norse Mentality is a byproduct of Norse Fitness. You can find us online at norsefitness.co. My personal Instagram is at Andrew Cliff Lewis. Cody, how can they find you? Uh, I don't do a whole lot of cool shit. I can take good pictures, but my Instagram is uh, Cody, C-O-D-Y underscore Whitley, W-H-I-T-L-E-Y. Yeah, come give us a follow. Ask us some questions. We like answering them. Yeah, so norsequestions.com if you want to submit a question for the podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.